Get your pocketbooks ready. Matt's about to fill them up. His best bets for Super Bowl 58 and a new batch of NFL play callers and what those teams might need through the lens of the NFL draft. All that more coming up on today's Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Love all of our everydayers out there. Make sure you are subscribed on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcast. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So Super Bowl week, obviously. There was the big uh, opening night that happened Monday. A lot of nice things said from the teams and respecting the other teams and all that and uh, nothing too juicy there. But one thing, Matt, that uh, you found juicy is over at FanDuel, more on FanDuel in a minute, uh, some mm-hmm. of your favorite bets here for Super Bowl 58. I have, I have a couple I like as well early, but I'm interested to see because you're really pumped about a couple of these. Yeah, and you mentioned, you know, let's save them for later in the week because, you know, we'll start really digging into matchups and things of that nature and maybe over-under on rushing yards for this dude or all those type of things. But, no, I want to get these out there now because I think they're the lines are skewed for these two bets. They're very, very, very similar. And I want all of our listeners to put a couple bucks on it and become super wealthy because they pay off really, really well. And it just blows me away that the lines are what they are. So let me get rolling here because you don't know the names yet. I want to throw these at you. Yeah. So I put three whole dollars on Chris Jones to be the MVP of the Super Bowl. And I that will pay you to be going in that direction. Okay. Okay. So if, if it hits those $3 turn into 303. I mean, to me, that's just an enormous line mistake. And here's my logic behind it. Chris Jones, we know he's talented. We know he's a superstar, but Chris can take some plays off from time to time. You know I mean? He picks and chooses his spots. Well, he's not going to pick and choose his spots in the Super Bowl. The fellas blocking him, as we talked about yesterday, are good, not great. I mean, they're average interior offensive line, and they move him around. I'm sure he'll line up against the right tackle at times. As he well. has an advantage against the no guys. No question. He's better than the guys that are going to be blocking him in most cases. No question. And he does against any team, but this is right. not the strength of the Niners organization, as we know. More importantly, though, is Mr. Jones is set to be a free agent and wants to be the highest paid defensive player on the planet, which he has a good chance of becoming. They're not going to franchise him again. Do you think he's going to take even a millisecond off on the biggest stage with all that stuff in line? He may not be out there for every snap, but if he gets two sacks or a sack and a batted pass or three quarterback hits, I mean, if he takes over... And a, a famous that will be replayed for the next 20 years fumble recovery where he picks it up and he's scoop rumbling through the end zone. Yeah, scoop and exactly. score. Exactly. And we're talking and, about 
we're talking about big odds. You're putting three dollars on this. Three bucks. I put three yeah. whole bucks on it to turn into three hundred and three. Folks, if you want to put thirty on, you go right ahead. You know, and keep me in mind when you're super rich. Rich. Yeah. Now, I'll be the first to admit. I'm sure everyone's out there going, Matt. If the Chiefs win, it's going to be Mahomes. Of course it is. I know that. And if it isn't, I'm sure to be Kelsey. But there's a chance this is a low-scoring game. I can see this being a 17-14 game, a 2017 game. And for all those things I just mentioned, I think Jones has much more than a 10,000, a plus 10,000 chance of getting the Super Bowl MVP. He could easily be the best player on the field on Sunday. And it wouldn't be – it's happened before. Uh, who was the Cowboys? Yeah, right, right, right. Larry, Larry Brown, was it? The Cowboys back you get the Steelers. He had two two picks for two pick sixes yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I mean, there you go. There's been some. I mean, you have to have like Aaron Donald should have won it, I thought, a couple of years ago and got mm-hmm. robbed. I mean, you have to do extraordinary things, but Chris Jones can do extraordinary things. And he yeah. has a lot on the line and will be the most motivated he's ever been for any football game in his life. All right. Uh, what's the next one? You have two, right? Yep. This one's almost identical. It's your boy Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa. I put $2 on this one. I wasn't quite sure, you know, I, but it, I don't even know. know what the number is yet. I'm putting four on it. I'm doubling do it. Do it. I think you should because two bucks pays 152. It's plus 750 odds or 7,500 odds. I just think these are way too much. I mean, you know better than anyone what Mr. Bosa is capable of. But my point here is if the Niners win, it's not as much of a slam dunk that the quarterback will get it. I mean, there's more options than, oh, just give it to Mahomes. He's the greatest, blah, blah, blah. Or Kelsey, T-Swift's in the stands. Give him the MVP. And if if Patrick Mahomes doesn't win MVP, is it because Nick Bosa gets to him multiple times? Causes kind of... Well, the Niners would have to win for Bosa to... Well, to right. Get, yeah, of, of course, 100%. Yeah, right. And and if, if, if the 49ers do a number on... Patrick Mahomes, who's the one that is going to be the the most likely person to wreak havoc on? Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Play? And it's probably Nick Bosa, unless there's you know a bunch of interceptions by one guy or something like that. I, I think Brady won it when Tampa beat Mahomes, but Mahomes got hit like every play. His, his offensive line was totally injured; they were yeah. overwhelmed. Thune's not playing this game. Well, I don't know that for sure, but I know Bosa doesn't line up against Thune. But still. Your O-line's not going to be top capacity. But where I'm going with this, and we mentioned this yesterday, I think the Chiefs' tackles are horrible. And one thing that has a history of beating Juwan Juwan Taylor as well. Do they? I mean, that that adds up. Already, right. I mean, I do think one thing that hurts my bets is holding tends to be legal in the Super Bowl. They don't want to throw a flag every snap, and that doesn't help D. Lyman's case. But (laughs) – that was Nick's memory. They asked Nick Bosa, what was your memory about the last Super Bowl? And he's like, uh, I was getting held. And he's like, wait, who's, oh yeah, it was Eric Fisher blocking me on that play? I was definitely getting held. <laughs> <laughs> Similar though. I mean, Taylor is moves before the snap a ton, takes a ton of penalties. The other tackles worse, to be flat out honest. I mean, it's a very weak position. I know t- sacking Mahomes is nearly impossible, but if the Niners win a close one, a low scoring game, and Bosa has two sacks, that two bucks turns into 152, baby. I mean, I just think the payoffs are massive for these two. Massive payoffs there. Uh, I have one quick one I'm going to throw out okay. here to complete this segment. And it's less of a payoff, but the uh, who will have the most receiving yards mm. in the Super Bowl is one. And obviously, Travis Kelsey and Brandon Ayuk 
uh, Rache Rice, they're all up there, and the odds are plus 200, plus 290, plus 300. Yeah, yeah. You know, Debo Samuel, plus 425. But how about this one? Christian McCaffrey, plus 1,800. Because I think it's going to be a Christian McCaffrey-heavy scheme for the 49ers. Yeah. And is it crazy to think that Christian McCaffrey could break off a 70-yard catch and run and, and catch eight, nine passes in the game if they're trying to keep Brock Purdy clean, trying to keep things uh, w- with the short passing game? And um, and look, a lot of people say Brock Purdy is a checkdown quarterback. He's not. It's a aggressively intermediate is what the 49ers offense is with, with Brock Purdy. But I like that. Uh, I think there's a lot of different ways that Debo Samuel doing wide back stuff, Christian McCaffrey. And the, the fact that Christian McCaffrey's odds or you know, quadruple or more some of these other players, it's a bet I like. And it's a sneaky one that I, I think could potentially hit because uh, there's there's no obvious, you know, obviously Travis Kelsey is not going to pay off for you. Just like picking right, right. Purdy or Patrick Mahomes for MVP is not going to pay off for you. So what's the one that could hit that's giving you the best odds uh, in that same vein? I think it's Christian McCaffrey receiving yards in the game. Okay. Uh, again, I, you just sprung that on me as I sprung those two names on you. And as you were talking, I was thinking, what are some other further paths to get there? Well, having a hard time blocking Chris Jones, we better dump it off, you know, or right. Spags is heating them up with blitzes as he's known to do. Yeah, get it out of your hands quick in the flat, you know? Let's pepper in some screens. And all you would need is one big play to go with mm-hmm. another handful of of catches. And and whoever has that is maybe the guy that, you know, who has that big, long touchdown catch is the one that would win that bet for you. Yeah. Along those lines, and I probably won't bet this one and I don't know the odds, but what about like a Valdez Scantling? Because there's uh, all those other names could all end up 50, 60, 70 yards, you know, and maybe they also, the ball gets spread around over Kelsey, Rice, McCaffrey, Kittle, Ayuk, Debo. But Valdez Scantling, who I think is really bad, to be very honest with you, but if he catches the bomb, he might be the guy. You know, and I'm sure it pays off huge. I like long shots. Yeah, the uh, problem is with Scantling is the volume. It, it, he has to hit one, and that might be all he gets. So it has to be right. a long one because he might and he'll get drop three it. targets in the entire game. Um, yeah. All right, next, I've got a segment on Taylor Swift props. No, I'm just oh. kidding. They're, they're, <laughs> they're, they're out there, though. I like. I bet. Uh, and and we'll, get to, uh, we'll get to that in a second with FanDuel. And, of course, we're going to dip into a little mock draft action here from uh, – for our friends on the network at Locked On NFL Scouting, particularly those players picked for new coaches, new teams, new quarterbacks, and senior bowl risers. Next. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just some other job board either. We're talking about a vast network of a billion professionals, and it gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. LinkedIn does all that while making the process easy and intuitive because they know that if you're a small business owner, if you operate a small business, you're wearing so many hats already, you might not have the time or resources to do everything you need to do on the day-to-day and do everything you need to do to find and hire the right person. So hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. We're talking 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours at LinkedIn jobs. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. 
And uh, that segment about Matt's best bets was brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And oh my gosh, there is an insane amount of Super Bowl props that you can find, Taylor Swift included, at <laughs> FanDuel. Uh, by the way, happy Super Bowl to all of you who celebrate from FanDuel. And if you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks and beverages, and placing some super bets. And FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you find those MVP props, uh, receiving yards props, uh, you can bet on the halftime show. Who's going to make an appearance in the halftime show? How long will the national anthem be? Uh, Which players will score a touchdown? How many points will be scored? And so, so much more. And new customers join today, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash Locked on, make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Before we dip into the mock draft, uh, this is a really interesting one. And uh, I saw you tweet about this yesterday, and it's something that we've got to get into. And one of the things that every time there's a a coach fired and there's a new GM, and we did this with Washington, right? And uh, there's some interesting reporting, actually, from Diana Rossini and others at The Athletic about the process for the commanders finding their new head coach, by the way, and mm-hmm. finding mid finding out mid flight that Ben Johnson was not actually going to take the job and didn't want to interview when they were mid air on their way to go interview him and how maybe they weren't happy about it. Um, and uh, and they didn't want to pay potentially Mike McDonald what he was asking either. And maybe that's why Ben Johnson backed out because Washington didn't want to pay that. And so they ended up with Dan Quinn, which is their third choice potentially um, that all aside. What we said about Washington is what we say about a lot of teams. Okay, well, man, you need to get that play calling head coach because it's so important this day and age in the NFL. And you can it's easier to find a good defensive coordinator than it is a good offensive coordinator because of how much they move around. And when you look at this number that you threw out there, which I was shocked by with how many offensive play callers have been with one team for four years, it's kind of mind blowing in the NFL. It's mind blowing because, yes, everybody wants these young, hot coordinators, but. It's so volatile. I mean, last year I made a big deal of it last offseason that 16 teams changed play callers. This year it was 15 more. I mean, is that going to be the norm? Is half the league going to change offensive play callers, not defensive, offensive play callers every year? Is it going to be around a 45 50% turnover rate? I mean, some of them are because the couple good ones get promoted, maybe prematurely. Um, It didn't happen in Houston and Detroit this year. And more often than not is, ah, you had two years, uh, we're the 16th best offense, fire your butt. You know, you're out. So here's what I dug up, and they're all head coaches. There's only six offensive play callers. And first off, I should cite Mike Clay, who's a good dude. We work together at ESPN. He's still there. He put this chart out. that So go look at his Twitter t- timeline. Tells you how long every GM's been in place, every offensive play caller, every offensive coordinator, head coach, et cetera. It's very eye-opening looking at it just all in one place. So there's only six offensive play callers going into their fourth season with their current team, which is nuts to me. And they're all head coaches. Two of them are playing on Sunday, you know, Shanahan and Reed. The other ones are McVay, Zach Taylor, Kevin Stefanski, and Matt LaFleur. So there's six human beings that have called plays for their offense for three years in a row. And that's it. It's so volatile. And that means that there are what? One, two, three, 
4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 that we know of new play callers in the NFL this yeah. year. Yeah. And the Chargers will have a new one as well. Right. And the 14th is not going to be Jim Harbaugh. And we don't know exactly. It might be they, there. Um, and Seattle will have a new one. I knew there was 15. Oh, yeah. There we go. Seattle. Yeah, you're right. So Seattle does not have theirs named yet. And uh, they brought in Greg Roman, but it sounds like his role might not be offensive play caller. Maybe he's, you know, run game coordinator. We'll find out exactly how that goes for for that staff. Mm-hmm. But the, but again, yeah. So half the league, new offensive play callers. It's, it's pretty Touch. unreal. There was 16 last year. Now this year, there's 15 new ones. I mean, I think it's too much is really the bottom line. How do you expect any of these guys to be good if they get one year leeway? But And that's what we that's why we talk about how hard it is, because there's not 15 new head coaches. A lot of those are defensive minded head coaches trying to find another offensive coordinator. And some of those mm-hmm. fired the guy they just hired last year. So one and done offensive coordinators. And so, man, if you can find and look, there's only six of them out there. But if you can find the Andy Reid, right. John McVay, Kyle Shanahan, you should probably be chasing that, even if it's uh, very difficult and very expensive in some cases. A hundred percent. That's what I was about to say. It's almost like quarterbacks. It's like, well, how do we fix our team? Oh, okay, Steelers. Well, if they just had Pat Mahomes or Lamar, they'd be great. Well, they're as rare as Andy <laughs> Reid or Shanahan. You know, if there's only six of them on the planet that can withstand it. And there's only like five or six elite Burrow, Herbert, or better quarterbacks out there. Yeah, you want them, but most that they're not available. And it makes you feel like are even wasting our time looking at the mock draft talking about offensive tackles because you really only need two things: that offensive (laughs) head coach and your quarterback. So if it's not that, what are we even talking about here? Yeah, I mean, give me those two unicorns, and if you're the Chiefs and you happen to have one of both, look out. Yeah which is why they're feeling kind of dynastic right now. And uh, the exactly. 49ers have to prove they can get in the way and and uh, defeat them in Super Bowl 58, which they weren't able to do four years ago. So uh, it's going to be a really good Super Bowl. Of course, plenty more to talk about with the Super Bowl. But let's talk about some of those teams. Real quick, now- though, like maybe Lamar or Allen have their – I mean, it's their, one of them's only been there half a year and one of them's only been there one. But maybe they can keep those two around for two or three more years and build some real stability there and get to that level. You know, I mean, Cincinnati kind of has it. But, man, I mean, will Love and LaFleur be one of those combinations? That's squinting quite a bit. And I'm not saying that we read them at homes, but you see what I'm saying. These things right. are rare. Oh, no doubt. Uh, in a lot of ways, it's starting to look like the draft starts at number five, Matt. And that's the first new uh, – uh, not the first new head coach, but – Obviously, Gerard Mayo takes over and organizationally is now not a huge shakeup there for the Patriots who have the third pick in the draft. We have Dan Quinn now, the new head coach of the Washington Commanders, uh, who are very likely to take a quarterback at number two. The Chicago Bears have a new offensive play caller, not a new head coach. So we do have a lot of new coaches in the top five of the NFL draft. Uh, really, the the number four pick with the Arizona Cardinals, the only team that doesn't have uh, a new offensive identity uh, on their football team coming into uh, the 2024 season based on last year, but they did it all one year ago uh, Mm -hmm. with the fourth pick there with the Arizona Cardinals, but pretty chalky right now in every mock draft and included, this is from Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino of locked on NFL scouting, the draft dudes as they are known. And uh, they dropped a a mock draft today. So I wanted to utilize this mock draft from the network uh, from two smart dudes. uh, As we talk about those new coaches and some senior bowl risers, here matt uh but it's really chalky almost every mock draft i see has caleb williams going number one to the bears 
Drake may going number two to the Washington commanders and Jaden Daniels going number three to the Patriots with the Cardinals who don't need a quarterback with Kyler Murray sitting at number four, drafting the first non-quarterback in Marvin Harrison Jr. That's, that's basically how every mock draft starts. Yeah. Means to me, Jim Harbaugh's pick with the Los Angeles Chargers, who don't need a quarterback at five, is kind of where the whole draft starts. Yeah, and even five, six, seven, maybe you shuffle the names, but it's almost always neighbors, Adunze, Alt. You know, yeah. like they all need the same stuff too, and they're the best players. So, I mean, the I think it really starts to get interesting at eight. And we've got a new coach and potentially a new quarterback at eight with the Atlanta Falcons and uh, the guys that draft dudes. Locked on NFL scouting. Make sure you check it out daily here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, Dallas Turner, Alabama edge rusher, is who they have going to the Falcons at eight. Now, with Daniels, May, Williams off the board, do you think they could, should force a quarterback? There's a quarterback going only four picks later. J.J. McCarthy picked 12 to the Broncos. If a quarterback can go 12, he can go eight, as we've seen in the NFL drafts past. Yeah, and I do find it interesting that Turner's the first defensive player I think that's far from set in stone of who's going to be the first defensive player off the board. And frankly, I know everyone kills the Falcons because they just drafted London, Pitts, and Bijan all basically in the same neighborhood. But if neighbors or Adunze's there, I mean, it's not like their receivers are great besides London and their defense is better than their offense. So I don't know that this has to be a defensive player. And you're right about the quarterback situation. Although, I think there's a very good chance that this is one of the teams that has fields or cousins or something in place that's not currently on the team. They can't be sitting on the clock at eight without a quarterback. Right. I agree. They either either got one via trade or free agency, or they traded up in front of eight. Yeah. That's what I'm with you. I think they can be aggressive, though, with a cousins, a fields, trade into the top three. I mean, it seems like they're in it to win it. And I think there is potentially some movement, whether it's the Patriots at three or maybe the mm-hmm. Bears at one going up to get a quarterback, right? And if field's not available for you if you're the Falcons, well, you know that the number one pick is available for you if you're the Falcons. So the, the those uh, front offices are going to be having some chats, I have a feeling. And yeah, maybe yeah. they already have had some chats. Of course, no doubt. Uh, all right, next. So we'll talk about some more of these new coaches that could have new quarterbacks. We're not going to go through every pick of the mock draft. You're going to have to go to Locked On NFL Scouting to find that. And then also some senior bowl risers, some names that are much higher in these new mock drafts that we're seeing than they were pre-senior bowl. Next. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by DoorDash. Even if your team is not playing in the big game on Sunday, order in with DoorDash and save on all of your football watch party favorites. We're talking pizza, wings, soda, burgers, or maybe you're cooking up something great for your football watch party, right? And I know people like to do big spreads, but uh, you're like, oh man, we need the buns. We got burgers on the grill. We ran out of buns, right? Well, DoorDash can get all of that delivered without missing the game. Not only can you get uh, your, you know, your favorite restaurant, favorites to your door with DoorDash. Everything you need for your watch party or tailgate, retail, groceries, restaurants, all of it and more at DoorDash and a special offer for our listeners. Get 50% off up to $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23. Subject to change, terms apply. Again, don't forget to use code LOCKED23 for 50% off up to $10 value on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and spend $15 or more subject to change terms apply. eBay Motors. You're trying to bring home the trophy as the 49ers and Chiefs are. Passion, drive, patience. What does it take 
to bring home the Lombardi for a team. Well, it's similar to what it takes to keep your ride or die alive and on the road. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights. Maybe you just need some new wiper blades in the winter months. Whether you're into speed, power, style, eBay Motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your vehicle. You'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. And I love the guaranteed fit. Big green check mark. You can't get it wrong. You know what part fits your car the first time. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit only available to U.S. customers. So taking a look at this Locked On NFL Scouting mock draft through the lens of new coaches that could need some new quarterbacks specifically, uh, there's some fascinating ones. Um, One of those teams is the Seattle Seahawks. We don't know exactly what their offense is going to be, have a feeling it's going to be part of that Shanahan McVay tree. We'll see what Mm -hmm. ends up happening there with the play caller. Um, But there, there are some pieces coming over from the Ravens as well. And does that change how you want to do things at quarterback for the Seahawks? Could they move up? Could they move down? But this is a combo pick here at number 16 because the guys that locked on NFL scouting, Kyle and Joe have Jackson powers, Johnson, the Oregon center, who was a superstar for a very short time before he shut it down at the senior bowl, going to the Seahawks at number 16, but this could be a quarterback spot. And, I guess we shouldn't be shocked if the Seahawks say, let's go up and get a a quarterback. If someone like Jaden Daniels starts to fall, it'd be a fantastic fit for the new regime there in Seattle. Yeah. Very interesting spot because interior line is not great. We know they have their young pair of tackles. There isn't a quarterback plan for the future. And this seems like the perfect time to do that with a new regime, but you also hired a defensive coach that asks a lot from his defensive scheme, you know, a lot of versatile linebackers and Kyle Hamilton like safeties and you know so maybe it's a middle of the field defender but power so I want to warn people like all of a sudden these last couple days mock drafts have just flooded the internet post senior bowl mock draft and that's great but we have what two and a half months until the draft and a lot of these things we're going to forget about the senior bowl it's you know it's a what have you done for me lately format you know yeah, the, the combine is gonna well, be a whole new set of risers exactly. and maybe those guys push those senior bowl guys right back out of the first round that were there 100 jackson powers johnson uh he's the real deal and people are talking about him deal. as a late first rounder but he was going pick 31 32 in these mock drafts or if at all in, the, in mock drafts because he is a center after all now he's top 20 in everyone i'm seeing yeah and frankly he's my man crush for the steelers at 20 i mean I've often said on these airwaves, I've seen three head coaches in my lifetime in my hometown. Well, I haven't seen that many more centers. I mean, it was Mike Webster, it was Dermonte Dawson, and it was Marquise Pouncey for like three quarters of my life here. I mean, so centers and head coaches are like stealer things. I don't know he's going to get the 20. I passed over the Raiders at 13, and I don't know... They're in a weird spot. What direction they're going to go. A quarterback has to be a consideration for them there. Uh, The guys have them going with Byron Murphy, the the Texas interior defensive lineman at pick number 13. But there's that. Let me stop you real quick because I meant to say this yesterday. Everyone knows I have an affiliation with Luke Getze. Well, they just hired Luke to be their offensive coordinator. Could they go trade for fields now? Was that a good marriage in Chicago? If they don't have any interest at all, does that tell you all you need to know about fields? You know, like, I think that's really interesting now. 
I'll tell you what Bears fans think about that. Yeah. Uh, Bears fans would think that is the worst idea ever and are probably blown away that Luke Getzey got another offensive right. coordinator job right, right, right. so quickly and that thought that he was the kryptonite for Justin Fields. I know. And, uh, and so uh, I, I can't imagine. But it would be interesting if Fields says, oh, yes, please let me go back and work with Getzey and let mm-hmm. me throw to – uh, Devonte Adams, Adams and uh, you know, so maybe uh, that would be a, a wild flip there. If if Fields ended up going for Luke Getzey once again, I would have to imagine that maybe Getzey and Fields probably blame each other, and that would never happen. That's what I assume. But I, I, I've kind of thought all along that the Falcons and Raiders were the most likely Fields trade candidates. Now, does Getzey gum? He definitely gums things up, better or worse. Absolutely. And obviously, we're kind of bouncing around here in this mock yeah, draft. Sorry. If you want to hear the whole mock, you go check out uh, Locked On NFL Scouting. And we'll reference our own mock drafts that Matt and I do throughout the process, some national writers, uh, other folks locked on NFL draft, locked on NFL scouting. A lot of great folks here on the network that do things internally. And of course, the the mock draft extravaganza that Matt and I host every year as well. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. I, w- I want to go stay here in the middle of the first round. Pick number 14. The New Orleans Saints are going with offensive tackle out of Oklahoma, Tyler Guyton who is another riser and actually the first of the senior bowl risers here that pops up in this mock draft. Super impressive. I mean, he doesn't have a lot of playing experience because they had two tackles drafted last year. He's been almost exclusively a right tackle, which I don't think is going to hold him against them, but he's much more of a left tackle prototype. He looks like a power forward. He's super impressive, had a great week in mobile, but this is a great example. Like I'm not giving those guys a hard time, but they have him as the third tackle off the board. But uh, Mims from Georgia didn't do anything wrong in the last week. You know, like he still could be the better prospect it, it, just because we're guiding fresh on our mind. So he's rocketing up boards, you know, yeah, he had a great week. And he certainly would be a great fit for the Saints at 14. I'm not saying that's a bad pick or one that I wouldn't make, but it is a little reactionary of what we saw last week. You know, here's an interesting one. Uh, Talia say Fuaga, Oregon State offensive one, tackle yeah. was, you know, one of the best tackles at the senior bowl. He's going 21 to the Miami Dolphins. I think it's a great fit for the Dolphins, and I think there's a good area for Fuaga, but he was already in this area. So he kind of like most guys either, you know, okay, big time riser. And I saw Fuaga on some riser lists, but he didn't actually rise. I think he's kind of in that 20s-ish range. I think some teams are going to say, ah, a little short arm, maybe even want to move him inside. He's going to get that treatment, which means usually those guys fall a little bit in the draft. Uh, but it could be a day one starter at right tackle. He's also a right tackle, not a left tackle. So that could ding him a little bit in the process. So while he was fine at the senior bowl, didn't hurt himself. I don't know if he helped himself either. He just kind of slid himself, uh, solidified himself as sort of a, you know, mid late round prospect, I think on, on most boards. And we're seeing that in this mock draft as well. Yeah. And again, he is very impressive there, but he, you you nailed it. I don't know much more to add to it. Most years, I think after the senior bowl doing what he did, would be talking about him to the Jets at 10. But right. there's so many good tackles in this class. How does he go over some of them? You know what I mean? Like, the, it, 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 he is what he is. We scouted him on tape. He was really good then. He's really good now. But he didn't get light years better, <laughs> you know, just in the last week. The Dolphins could sure use him. The evaluation was the evaluation. And to be honest with you, yeah. he's one of the easiest evaluations of the players I've watched so far. And I've watched a lot of yeah. tackles because I think my 49ers, the team I cover, might take one. Uh, they did not take one in this. And it's the last one I wanted to point out from the Senior Bowl risers, though. This is an interesting one. Darius Robinson of Missouri, edge rusher. Um, probably will play more defensive end in the NFL. Played a lot of interior defensive line at Missouri until his 
last season and what was uh, awarded the the player of the week at senior bowl by scouts and GMs that were in attendance. He's got him going now uh, into the vaulted into the first round here, pick 32, the final pick in the first round on this mock draft to the 49ers. So I am talking up both sides of my mouth, but he's a perfect example of someone that should rise, you know, that his week was so good. And frankly, part of it's because I'm somewhat ignorant in the draft. I didn't know as much about him as I did Guyton or some of these other, other dudes. He, he was never mentioned in any of these. And all of a sudden no. he shows up at the senior bowl and you're like, wait a second, what about this guy who's six five two eighty and right. winning every rep on the edge? How come exactly. nobody was talking him up? And it's like, well, because he was an interior guy and didn't have a lot of sack production in his career at Missouri. And then he showed up and was like, wow. And I actually went back and watched a little bit of him at Missouri. And I don't know if he dropped weight, but he didn't look as explosive and as easy of a mover on the college mm-hmm. tape I saw than he did at the senior bowl. So I bet he leaned up and has gotten a little bit quicker to be a pure edge guy, which clearly has helped his draft stock because he was unblockable there. Yeah. And at the senior bowl, they did kick him inside a lot and his quickness was no match for guards. I actually think now that I'm putting two and two together here, he kind of is the, the Eric Armstead type, not quite as tall, but he's body yeah. beautiful. You can line him up all over the line, a big edge, you know, that can really set the edge or win with explosiveness. I, I keep looking at him as a Raven. I mean, the Ravens asked so much of their defensive front, the versatility, as I talked about before, he would fit that really well too. Absolutely. Perfect fit there uh, in the late first round to, to both of those teams. So uh, fascinating stuff. Those are some yeah. senior bowl risers. Those are some uh, new teams with new coaches that uh, might be drafting quarterbacks uh, if they can get their hands on one in this NFL draft. And um, it's going to be fascinating process, obviously, as we go through on the draft season. And then we're going to have combine risers pretty soon. Matt, you're going to be at the combine, right? I will be. Combine's a blast. And so I'll be there with the Steelers. And But Radio Row is packed with everybody. Like Matthew Berry sits down with us every year and Greg Cosell. And so we get great guests. That's a blast. All the bars are fun. So tomorrow's mailbag day as usual, but one of our regular writers, Jerry Linder, sent one in today about, you know, young quarterback, young uh, Washington quarterback uh, combination, new coaches. Maybe we should kind of go down that alley a little bit tomorrow, too, on on this chart of who are some unstable young rookie coach quarterback play caller situations as well. Uh, I love it. That and a whole lot more from the mailbag. You can get involved at BD Peacock, at Williamson NFL on the socials, or drop a question in the YouTube comments. Matt and I back tomorrow. Peacock and Williamson.